Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, Kaylin Patterson with Peter P. Muscles in the house. And if you are a drug free <laughs> you are looking for a spot to sip because you are a drug free athlete and are looking you're going to drive your goals like a back cook through ice cream. Check us out at P4PMuscle.com. I'm laughing because this has been a crazy moment, and I'm just enjoying the day. Great, sunny, fun. Lots of stuff going on today, and uh, it's just one of those days where you, if you didn't know any better, you would swear things were back to normal or going regularly. Well, basically just like no care in the world. And then if you turn on or share or give anything of any value to yourself, time, and friends, you're reminding that, hey, you know, there's a virus going on, there's some unrest, there's some civil unrest, and there's just a nation that uh, needs to go together. And we are in that nation right now, and we're also ready to go about living our lives and starting to uh, get better and healthier. But in the meantime, hey, Let's have a little talk. Let's have a little growing about knowledge. And now that uh, some of these shows are getting ready to go up, uh, well, also I have to say that speaking of, since uh, we are going, you know, in the direction of of the better health and and things getting better, it's a little, it's really nice to to have that time to, to go with it, go with the flow, I guess the best way to say it and start opening up some of the stores, shops, businesses. And I'm so used to going up the drive throughs and windows and everything, and, and it was weird when when people started, you know, basically saying we could come in if we wanted to, and it, I was just so not ready for that. It was just weird to to have that happen. And so, you know, we were kind of looking like, it, I don't even know if we want to. It's, it's so crazy, you know, because that option has been taken for so long. To actually go ahead and do it now, it, it was, it's just weird to to even have that opportunity. And I know that sounds weird and that sounds crazy, but uh, that's that's where we are right now. It's kind of nuts. It's kind of crazy. It, but, you know, it's the new world we live in. And I know it's the new old world. But, you know, how often do you have situations like this come about? And that's the part of the day. So it's really weird. It's incredibly weird to be in in this time in life and, you know, and, and, and everything that's going on. But to just see, like, that venue available to us again. So, you know, it's slowly and surely the world getting back to being a world of people that engage with each other. But it's also nice to know that uh, it's being done in a fashion that it can be sustained. So, you know, being being standing right there and and the business saying, you know, you can come in and and say hi and, you know, sit at the places. And, of course, they got these new methods and, you know, protocols that they have to enforce. But there's still that availability now, 
the weekend actually going to have this the business in the many stores. And sadly, you know, some of them for the, the last time because they're having to close their doors because of what's going on. Uh, J.C. Penney being one of them. But it was just weird to see and have. And I just wanted to share that because, you know, like, it's 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 almost a new thing, and it's a very old understanding of if you go to a store, you can go inside. But, you know, here we are in 2020, and that's the first thing, this is the first day we've been able to do it for quite a lot of months. Uh, Lauren, are you there? I'm there. All right, how's it going, buddy? Hello? Okay, how you doing? Hey, I'm here. Yeah, I was just calling the, uh, you know, updating the the listeners about what we're having in Illinois. I don't know how it's going up there with you, but some of our businesses are actually been released to let people come inside the building and actually shop or, or you know, eat. So it, it's a it's it's a good day. I mean, it's a beautiful day outside, sunshine and everything else. But this is one of the welcome things that I didn't know was going to happen. But it's a de- definitely a welcome release because it's, it, interacting with people is a blessing. And I hope people understand that, you know, this is something that we should take hold of, uh, no pun intended, more more fully and better understanding with, uh, you know, going forward since we've been, had it removed from our lives for so long. How are things going up there? They're still doing pretty good. I mean, a lot of changes, um, knowing that people are very, they're still very overwhelmed based on, you know, what's opening, what's not opening, um, the different restrictions, the different phases. Um, my thing is I always tell people, always ask questions. Um, I do know that some gyms are open, um, mainly the private gyms, but more of the corporate gym is not open yet. Um, I heard yeah. it will be open soon. So it's a lot yes. of changes. It's just that I always tell people, ask questions, ask about, you know, where about, you know, who know what gym is open. Um, businesses, you know, as usual, I mean, for some businesses, I mean, open dining for restaurants, but as far as venues, um, it's still kind of up in the air, so to speak, because people are so overwhelmed with, you know, so many different restrictions, you know, and whatnot. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy, and and. You know, uh, like I like I was saying before, we were able to get you connected with us. Is that you know it's it was a hit or miss for a lot of people because even though they wanted to reopen, they weren't they they still weren't doing the necessary steps to reopen with the the cleanse, exactly. the cleansing of the buildings, you know the the, the sterility of the the, the the cloth or whatever was using being used to clean some kind of cleaning solvent that was actually acceptable with the regulations that were provided. I mean, I know we had to go through many steps before we opened our doors, and even when we opened our doors, the police and, and many people were still coming in to make sure that we were engaging in those parameters, not daily, but, you know, hour after hour. So, you know, it, it was kind of funny to me that people were, were working so hard, protesting and speaking out, and they're still not coming up with the methods and steps to, to get those doors open. So I'm thinking, you know, if this happened for the the, the the regular part of society, you know, what about natural bodybuilding? Mm-hmm. And I know there are plenty of promoters that were ready to get the shows going, but I know there's a lot of people exactly. that I don't think that even had that concept to do. So I know that you're getting ready 
to, to start putting phase one for for your upcoming shows. What are the, the uh, steps that you've done to basically make sure that everyone in attendance is actually safe to be there? Well, you know, based on my experience being a nurse for so long, um, the different mm-hmm. protocols, uh, I mean, you got kind of like let people know, educate them with, you know, yes. based on, you know, the different phases. But at the same time, knowing my show, my first show would be in August, um, I know the phase of, there is a thing about it will be a five. So that means the final phases, that means everything will be open. But um, since it's a three, almost a four within maybe a week or so, it'll be four. It's just that the yeah. restrictions, you want to make sure that you want to make sure that the competitors, um, the family members, you know, guests, whatever, whatnot, know, you know, it, it's all about an individual thinking about, okay, okay, bodybuilding world, um, are we going to wear a mask while we're competing? And I'm going to say no, but at the same time, they're going to be strict restriction based on, you know, the government, the city regulations. I mean, there's so many different ones. Um, what's going to be required? I mean, of course, you know, my first step depends on the phases. If it's still a stage four, I mean, phase four, of course, um, probably going to end up checking people, you know, temperature, make sure that, you know, they don't have a high temperature, and if they do, they got certain restrictions they have to, you know, comply. But if it's a stage mm-hmm. five, it's not necessarily. Um, of course, hand sanitation, uh, hands will be available. Um, make sure people sanitize their hands, you know, so forth. Um, but if, if they're feeling leery, I mean, you can wear masks to the audience. It's up to them, but it's not required. Um, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you want to educate the uh, athletes and the family members or whoever willing to, you know, check out the show in August that, there will be strict regulations based on, you know, what's required by the state. Now, uh, okay, this one's a, a, a question from Carol, and she's saying, you know, being a nurse in, in your profession, uh, how much more adherent do you plan to be to the guidelines as compared to someone who might not actually believe that this was real? This is from Carol. Just a very good question. Um, of course, you know, there. Are, <laughs> I mean, I got. I went to a gym today. Kind of want to compare. Um, there's mm-hmm. no mask required. Um, and this is Illinois, by the way. But I think yeah. that's um, because it's a private gym. But according to, you know, like Planet Fitness or, um, I can't say 24 hours fitness because they went bankrupt. But um, yeah, a lot of the export type, you know, facility corporate run still in June. We're phase three. Um, there are, you know, like I said, there's a lot more private gym that's open. And according to the guideline, based on my nursing experience, they, it's pretty much the same. Uh, I mean, like I said, I mean, sometimes you want to protect yourself, but also you want to be able to protect others. Um, my thing is, even though people may not follow or don't believe what's really happening, um, I'm going to say it's up to the individual if they feel comfortable attending these shows. But, again, there will be strict reg- you know, regulation based on um, what the city wants. But I know for a fact that by August, you know, I will, you know, probably make sure that we follow the guidelines, you know, T, but just to make sure that everybody is aware of uh, what phase we are at and, you know, what's required and what's not required. Yes. 
And that that's not an easy spot. I mean, it's a juggling act for you guys. You know, even though, mm-hmm. you know, things are starting to move forward, we're still under the guidelines of the states and the cities. So, you know, you basically going on a day-to-day basis. How stressful is that for a promoter? Um, it can be pretty simple based on, you know, my, you know, experience in the nursing world. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you want to be able to follow the procedures and, you know, the set, you know, necessary for the public, you know, per se, but as far as individuals, um, I mean, I, I want to say it's up to them. I mean, I know the governor was talking about it, but, you know, it's one of the things that how educated are we willing to, you know, take in in order to feel comfortable. Um, but, of course, there are going to be some people who want to, you know, practice self, you know, social distancing. It's up to them, but at the same time, we want to make sure that they're aware that by the time August roll around, it's going to be a lot more. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know you've been watching television, listening to the media, uh, listening to the news, and there were several states that just said Katie barred the door through talking to the wind and mm-hmm. thought, you know, everything was going to be fine, and you're finding out that uh, there's been a mass increase in the, the, the sickness and the virus, so they're having to, mm-hmm. you know, shut everything down. And I, I thought that was very notable, I'll say, as compared to with, with, you know, the people that didn't, the states that didn't open up and did use caution mm-hmm. and had their numbers decrease while the the influx of, of sickness and virus was doubling and tripling in, in days, you know, mm-hmm. by the day in the areas that did. So, you know, how comfortable are you with, with the phases we're doing for this state? And do you think that uh, we don't have that surge in numbers with uh, people trying to flee the state, basically? to keep from getting the sickness that they thought really didn't exist. Oh, I'm very comfortable. Um because a lot of time it's behind the scenes. Um the numbers could be twisted. Yes. Um there's a, a lot more numbers of people recovering, um, getting over yes. it. And those are the numbers that people don't talk about. And if there's more people recovering from COVID nineteen than people are getting it. Uh, yes. That's the number that they don't talk about, and that's why I feel more comfortable because of the number mm-hmm. that they don't, you know, let the public know or the media, so to speak. And there's, like I said, there's a lot more in my math, in my math calculations. It's three to one. There's three. There's more people recovering than people actually getting it. Or let me let me put it this way: there's more people recovering than the new cases popping up. Yes, and and I know in Illinois the numbers are, are quite pleasing. And I'm saying that's good to hear because, you know, I know a lot of elderly people and a lot of them help raise me. So I'm not in a, in a, in a rush to watch them leave this earth simply because I'm ready to go have a pizza or, uh, or eat out, eat at a restaurant. As much as I love eating, yeah, as much as I love eating and interacting with others, I am blessed to uh, still have them on this side, uh, still teaching the next generation as well as myself. So, you know, it, it, I, I haven't talked to you in a while. How are things going and, you know, how are things setting up for the shows you have coming up in August? Well, you know, this is my third year doing um, the OCB Skyview Classic. Um, the number is pretty much the same. Because you normally, a lot of people will register probably, you know, three to four weeks out anyway. Um, we're, in, we're eight weeks out. Um, quite a few people registered. Um, I have a lot of inquiries. I do have Words of mouth, uh, quite a few 
groups of, I guess, coaches run um, athletes. Uh, multiple athletes mm-hmm. are playing on competing. Um, I think tomorrow I might end up having eight people registered for the show tomorrow based on one team. Uh-huh. So it's just there. Um, it's a matter of, you know, being with the COVID-19 actually scared a lot of people. Um, but my thing yeah, is that's true. because it's COVID-19 doesn't mean you stop your prep, so to speak. <laughs> you know, you have to keep yeah. going, um, listen to the coaches, um, you know, kind of go from there. I mean, there are other ways of being in competition prep. So that's why I try to encourage as much people as possible, you know, media-wise that, you know, the show is still going on. Um, yeah. Regardless, I'm, I'm very comfortable with what's going on. Um, of course, knowing I expanded um, to Wisconsin, which is going to be on October 31st, believe it or not, Halloween. Um, and I believe that show would be more uh, suitable for a lot of the OCB athletes or even natural athletes that live in um, Wisconsin anyway. So it would be a good show for them yeah. to uh, try to check out. And then, of course, um, the last show I would be doing will be in March 13th. 2021 in Seattle, Washington, where I'm from. Oh, wow. Uh, how, how how excited are you for that, to do a hometown show? Because I, I know that's got to be an amazing thing to have the opportunity to do. Uh, I'm very excited. I mean, give me a chance to go back home, uh, check on family members, um, you know, check on friends I went to high school with, um, people that I grew up in the neighborhood. Um, I know a lot more people are following me now because – uh, what I do, um, especially being from Seattle. Um, I mean, you'd be surprised of the connection that you have and who's really watching and who's really seeing what you're doing. And I got a lot uh-huh. of fun from that. So I'm glad I'm glad I was able to get the chance to promote a show in um, Seattle, Washington. Well, I'm glad that you've been blessed enough to uh, have the people that are following you have them follow you in health and wellness as well. I mean, like, with your background and your profession, that's got to be an awesome feeling, knowing that you're pulling more people to life than you are to death. Because that's something mm-hmm. my, my dad would always talk about when we were children. You know, you, you have people that are in your corner, but what are you doing for the people that are in your corner? And how are you raising them yeah. up, even if they may not be raising, you know, yourself or others up in, in the same manner or the same intent? So how awesome is that where you can go home and basically give back to the place that you came from? I really owe Seattle a lot. Um, Moving from Seattle 12 years ago, I mean, it's been 12 years since I, you know, left Seattle. So, but, Uh I mean, it's amazing how people people will follow you, either words of mouth, Instagram, or social media. Uh, There are people really, um, you know, they got their ears open, the eyes open, just to find out who's doing what from that hometown. And yes. I do feel blessed that I'm able to do that. And I know I need, you know, based on my upbringing, I need to give back. And that's why I was glad to have Seattle Washington as a show that I'm promoting um, natural bodybuilding. <laughs> hey, dude, uh, these guys are crazy. We got some crazy listeners. I'll, I'll ask you that one later. But right now, they want to know what's the, the name of the show in Seattle. Do you have a name for it? And what's the date? I do I do have a name for Seattle. Believe it or not, it's pretty simple. Um, it's what Seattle is really known for, but it, it really don't. 
It's called the Rainy City Classic. Oh, wow. That's actually fitting. <laughs> That's actually pretty, yeah. pretty fitting. Yeah. My, uh, my uncle used to live out there, and I know no matter how many times we traveled out there, it was definitely raining. <laughs> <laughs> well, to tell you too, every time I go out there, it hasn't rained yet. Stay down there. Well, I got to so, uh, your days getting out there because I really wanted to get out to the forest. I know, uh, I think there there's a lot of uh, wildlife that pretty much uh, gets pretty close to the city, from my understanding. But there's also, you know, nature trails that you can take that can really get you up and over and closer, but not being eaten. And I said, well, that sounds like mm-hmm. a uh, camping trip that I could do. So Seattle is very interesting. I mean, not only the very, very busy, high economical area, I mean, the cost of living is pretty high. Um, I mean, I can blame Microsoft, Boeing, Starbucks, but it's one of those things as far as Seattle is known for. It's known for its outdoor hiking, um, walking, bike riding, skateboarding type state. And it's, I mean, Seattle. I mean, it's just pretty interesting. A lot of things been changed where people mm-hmm. are enjoying more out, outdoor and and it doesn't really phase the well the wildlife as most people think. I mean, it's not like uh, Chicago; <laughs> it's a big difference. Um, yeah. But uh, but I think naturally the animals, the wildlife is a little different than the one in uh, Chicago. <laughs> okay. Now, one of the things that I'm I'm very surprised to see even now is the air quality is so much better out in that region. So being outside is actually a, a pleasant thing because I know, uh, like you said, with Chicago and the air quality, sometimes it's pretty harsh, especially on the asthmatic yeah. or people with uh, breathing issues. But I'm sure in, in your field uh, with pollen, the way it goes out now, it's got to be pretty crazy uh, for you at times where you get these surges simply because the air quality isn't what people expected in mm-hmm. Illinois especially in the city. So yeah. what what makes it so much better out there than it is here? I think uh, p- because people are more immune to being outside. Um, to tell you the truth, as far as, I mean, there have been years where Seattle has been one of the top five healthiest cities, but at the same time mm-hmm. it's been one of the top five depressing cities. So it can be both, you know, it can be either or, kind of even, you know, the top five depressing city, but also the top five healthiest city. So how does that work? But, you know, a lot of time when people yeah. work out or spend a lot of time outdoor, it helped their it helped with the depression. So that's why Seattle always been, like, within the top five, um, say, that far as, you know, health, air quality, and, you know, the whole nine yards. Even though Seattle as a whole is known for evergreen state. I mean, you have a lot more greenery. Okay. Um, I mean, it can help with people. It can help with people's breathing, so to speak. But if you have allergies, I mean, your body will know if you're in a different environment compared to uh, Chicago or even Wisconsin, for that matter. So it's one of those things. Depends on where you're at, and knowing the city in Seattle is more busier than the city in Chicago. Um, people are more immune to the outdoor air quality. Yeah, pretty cool. So now, do you have any events tied in to with uh, going along with your show, like sites or, you know, is there going to be some kind of little program that lets the best lets people know the best places to visit while they're out there? Oh, in Seattle? Yes. Uh, 
and you know, it, it's interesting. Um, I thought about that before last year. Uh, at first, you know, people who plan on staying in Seattle, I mean, I can pretty much be that tour guy, even though I haven't been back. There have been a lot of changes every time I do go back. Um, but I do yeah. know that there, there's more restaurants that have been built up in Seattle than ever before compared to all the other states, you know, in the U.S. Um, but my thing is, even though Seattle is more for, you know, mountain climbing, you know, hiking, uh, outdoor, you know, going to the Space Needle, which is like one of the top, uh, I, would, I would just historical buildings to visit in Seattle. Um, mm-hmm. Even though taking the, mon- the monorail to a lot of historic sites, I mean, I will probably do a lot more because I'm from there. I can pretty much, you know, get people a tour, so to speak, <laughs> in Seattle. So it's like there's a lot more to see and do in Seattle um, based on because everything pretty much in the city. Yeah, uh, you, you're, we're going to have to walk that one back, though, because there's two things you said that have our listeners a little bit questioned. Uh, Space Needle and Monorail. Now, I know what you're talking about, but uh, they have a question as to what you're even speaking. Oh, the Space Needle? Yes, sir. It's one of the uh, – the Space Needle is one of those uh, probably the top maybe two places to visit um, because of the World Fair back in 1960 uh, – I can't remember the year. Um, the World Fair was always popular in certain area, and the Space Needle was – the top was one of the uh, buildings that that stood up among um, world travelers, and that's one of the things okay. that kind of like a bucket list of a building to see the Space Needle. It looked like a needle. Um, that's one of the things that people like to. Go. I mean, they have a restaurant in the Space Needle. Um, if you're not afraid of heights, that's one of the first buildings you should visit because it have a mm-hmm. so historical moment that people can uh, grasp, um, understand why um, the way the, the the architecture of the building, how it's made, and and people be surprised what's inside. And of course, oh, wow. you know, Seattle's also known for uh, fishery. Uh, people who love seafood. Um, Pike Place Market is one of the uh, main uh, sites to go to because the fish throwing mm-hmm. and people love that. People see fish flying in the air, so it's one of the things that one of the top five uh, places to visit in Seattle. So. I mean, I can go on and on and on. It's one of those things that, uh, well, since I know, you know, if I was a tour guide, that's one of the places that people should uh, check out if they love seafood. Okay, and the, and the other thing they're asking about is this monorail. Is that like a train? This is again, this is from the listeners. Okay, the monorail is kind of like a train. Um, it can take you from certain main destinations throughout the city. Um, one of the main ones was from the airport. Um, to, like, different historical uh, districts in Seattle. Um, it can be from your neighborhood. It can be from uh, um, downtown Seattle. Uh, it's pretty much how long. I don't know if they expanded because I know it expanded to, like, maybe 30 miles, I think. Uh, I might be wrong, but I do know that the monorail is something that people want to check out if they, you know, plan on, you know, visiting Seattle because it kind of, like, gives you a better chance to uh not take Uber or uh, rely on your taxi driver, <laughs> and it's very cheap. Um, it can be like two to three dollars uh, one way. You know, I mean, give you a pretty uh-huh. give you a tour of the city on a monorail, so people can take advantage of that if they want to travel, um, cheap travel. 
Now, I, I wasn't clear on that. Did you say it's gas propulsion or is that electric? What's that again? I'm sorry. Is it gas propulsion or is that electric? It is, whoa, it is electric. No, it's, you know, it's wow. actually, yeah, it's electric. It's electric. It's electric. It's just like a train, but it's run on electrical uh, power. Okay. I got to call my brother, and uh, he helps put those things together. So I'm, I'm I'm kind of intrigued why that hasn't been more popular and, and, and reached other states. That, that's, uh, that's pretty intriguing. But that's, that's for another show. Um, now you, you I mean, have you said, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, they're they're dark. Yeah, yeah. They do run on non-electric too. So uh, they have the special, uh, what do you call it? Not gas, but special something to keep the uh, the monitor going. Natural gas. I want to say natural gas, but I think it's something else. So uh, there's something that okay, I need to, uh, okay. I'm, refresh I'm my memory on. That. Yeah. So yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's pretty intriguing. And, uh, like, yeah. you know, I knew my brother had, had, had been putting those together for about the last 10 years. He's got a profession in that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I never really thought to ask those questions, and now I'm even more intrigued to do so. But let's get back to the the show, and then, and, and, you know, you, the Seattle sound is pretty interesting. But uh, third year, Skyview Classic, you, I mean, you've basically seen the ups and the downs and getting ready for a show. And it seems like if anybody would have a reason to uh, give up the ghost and not do a, or promote shows anymore, you've been given every opportunity basically, you know, screw this, I'm done, because you've had every mountain and every molehill thrown in your way. So, you know, how 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 much passion must you have to keep going like you've been going? Especially, like I said, year after year, it seems to be something that comes up. And my goodness, this was like the doozy. So what what keeps you still in passion to want to do these things? And as a nurse, you know, what kind of challenges are you doing, especially in your profession, to keep people safe? I mean, because it's your job to do this. And you, that's a, you, this is your daily thinking. And now you've been given mm-hmm. this opportunity to shine as well, especially with so many people and so many businesses are saying, you know, it's simply not worth it. You know, let's give up the ghost and let's get, you know, wash our hands of everything and get out of here. You've been digging deep mm-hmm. to make it even better for the athletes. So what 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 keeps you going, brother? I believe is what I can do for people, what I can do for others that kept me going. Um, I've fallen so many times. I've been a competitor. I've been behind the scene. I've been a judge. Uh, I've been uh, hanging out with different promoters from different organizations, and I'm very fortunate that they gave me the rope. Um, especially the promoters from uh, Wisconsin. A lot of them kind of gave me a good uh, opportunity to see what it's like to be a promoter before I even thought about OCB. Um, OCB kind of like pretty much came out of nowhere. Uh, so I just took advantage of the opportunity, especially talking with uh, the marketing guru and uh, the president of OCB, and they gave me the opportunity to be able to uh, promote and be able to uh, you know let the media know that we do have shows uh, we do have, you know, something that people can relate to, um, especially if it's a national mm-hmm. show. Uh, but just one other thing that I feel like it's a, uh unexpected uh, passion of mine I probably didn't know I have. I do know from the get-go I always want to be somebody that want to run a show behind the scenes. Um, yeah. And I treat it like it's, you know, I treat it like it's my baby. It's one of those things that 
it's not like you don't trust people, but you want to be able to do what you can on your own. I mean, there are people that are willing mm-hmm. to help you. There are people who want to, you know, who want to volunteer. Um, I appreciate them. I mean, I, I feel blessed from the last two years I did it. Um, the third year, of course, I was going to be a little bit more challenging because it's COVID-19, but I don't have yeah. a, I don't have a give up mentality. I don't give up easily. Um, I'm one of those that I, I always like to prove a point. And I, I've done it quite a few times. I've been there, done that. Um, I see, like I said, I see the in and out of promoting. I've seen the in and out of being an athlete, um, especially from being a nurse for so long. I've seen so many different, I mean, working out with different people uh, within the health, wellness, fitness arena. I mean, I see a lot. It's one of the things I take in a lot. I'm very observant, and I believe that this is something that I'm probably going to be doing you know, for a while, because I believe this is something that I can give back to the community, um, doing something in order to, uh, you know, help people display their hard work as a natural athlete. Um, also, from a health standpoint, um, staying healthy, and, you know, changing the lifestyle, that's what I'm all about. So doing what I can to help others um, view this as, you know, something on the side or if it's a career that they want to do, go for it, but at the same time better themselves and also be able to be the example for other people. Yes. And I, I know it's been a, a, a blessing and a platform for me to, to, you know, basically walk the walk. I guess that's the best thing. Because we got a lot of people that, that are, you know, speaking a life they're not living and, and living a life they're not mm-hmm. speaking. And there's a lot of shame. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guilt. And there's a lot of uh, negative ego involved in that. And so with, with the natural athletes, I was always impressed that they have a story to share, and this is a nice platform to share it upon. So without the bodybuilding shows, you know, where would we be? <laughs> you know, I, I, I think about that often exactly. when I hear people bragging about exactly. all the things they've done. And I just remember mm-hmm. when I was talking with Raven Kalki, and he was explaining mm-hmm. to me, with the volunteers and how year after year they were preparing their lives around his shows because that was a part of their life and, and helping and giving back. So, you know, without someone like mm-hmm. Lauren and without someone like Ray, you know, where mm-hmm. does their passion go? Cause they love health and fitness as much or more so than we do, but they just don't uh, have the drive to be on stage or the will to want to do so. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, somebody's mm-hmm. got to get on stage. Somebody's got to promote the shows. So somebody's got to be in attendance. So, you know, I, 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 I just marvel at how it all interacts and how all the inner workings. Like you said, behind the scenes, you learn a lot. And I have. I mean, I've, I've met some really genuinely beautiful people, uh, yourself included. And I met some people that basically had something other, uh, some other motive, basically, that made them want to be a part of this. And I thank God. I thank God, and I will say it a thousand times over, I thank God that a lot of people are not in the industry anymore because they were never really part of the community. They were just kind of mm-hmm. hangers-on to an ideology that's mm-hmm. not really healthy or fit. And and so, uh, you know, I, you, you know uh, I won't, we won't say names. There's no point in doing that. But there are ones that just had no interest other than self-promotion and I don't. I never really thought that's what natural bodybuilding was ever about. It was basically saying I was challenged to be healthier and better. Something spurred me mm-hmm. to take that extra mile, and I found a way to do it. Mm-hmm. So you know, as as you being a competitor, how has that helped you in your life? And then when you became a promoter, 
how did that boost it even more? Well, just you know, it <laughs> knowing my background, um, competing just to just to see what it's like in other organizations, kind of opened up my eyes on other aspects uh, within the health, you know, you name it, wellness. Um, when the opportunity presented itself, it's it's like, are, are you willing to, uh, you know, research and take a look? And I took advantage of that, and uh, and just it just amazing how there's so much that needs to be brought to the table as far as yes. being a natural athlete. Um, it's not people always look in the forefront, but they don't look in the you know the back you know the background of why some people compete. Um, some people mm-hmm. think it's a bucket list. Some people view it as a career, but I consider this an opportunity to expand themselves uh, as far as people that they're, you know, working with or um, some people end up having relations as far as business relations. Uh, I mean, the whole nine yards is more like, you know, this is something that I believe people should take advantage of, at least, you know, check it out and do more research on Um uh, not really, you know, hearing it for one person to say, but it's one of the things that I believe these shows will help people understand, you know, from a uh, from an athlete standpoint, um, from a uh, judging standpoint. Um, I've been a judge. I'm mean, still am. Um, for being a promoter, try to promote natural body, then also promote healthy lifestyle. Um, based on my you know, background as a nurse, I mean, there are a lot of people who not really take advantage of you know, making their self better, so to speak. And I just hope that this uh, platform will help people understand that they can take advantage of it if they're willing to, you know. One of the things, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that was uh, very shocking to me is uh, especially, you know, like you said, in your profession, health and wellness is a big factor of your life and day. It's something that you have to live in and out of the business, and I just remember being at a, a bodybuilding show, and you know it was it was on the enhanced side, and you know this kid was in love with one of these uh, professional bodybuilders, and he wanted to meet him, and the guy did nothing wrong, you know he was being himself, but he was smoking three or four cigarettes as a doctor before he went back in you know, to finish out the prejudging. And the kid just happened wow. to be rounding the corner and, and seeing that. Uh-huh. And, you know, just uh-huh. to watch, to be there firsthand, to watch that poster that the kid had, wanted to sign, and, you know, he didn't want mm-hmm. it signed anymore. He's looking at his dad in disbelief because, you know, like what's wrong with this picture and, you know, what, mm-hmm. you know, really what does smoking have to do with uh, being at your physical best, I mean, like he's going to have to learn, like I did, about the enhanced arena and you know the damage they're doing to their bodies. But it was mm-hmm. one of those real moments. And you said, I was saying to myself, you know, that poor kid, because that's a dream that shattered. And I know people that say, well, you know, a lot of kids' dreams are shattered. But if we keep going with that understanding, yeah. why set goals? Mm-hmm if we're not really living up to them ourselves. And I think that's what you're talking about. You know, if if that door or avenue is open to help someone's life, then I would rather Mm -hmm. basically walk them through the door than them go through Mm -hmm. the door grudgingly because now they've lost that motivation and dream to do better. 
Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right because, uh, like I said, I mean, there are people looking. <laughs> I mean, you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. I have quite a few. Yeah, there, I have quite a few uh, competitors who kids kind of look up to me. I don't know who it is, but the thing is, like, I believe if you can lead by example by what you do, people will follow. Um, I mean, most people don't do what you say. They are, they always do what you do. And for somebody yes. to, you know, it's just one of the things, you want to lead by example regardless um, how you, you know, what you put in your body, um, how you train your body, the whole nine, you know, how you treat other people. Kids, little kids, you know, they look up to that. I mean, they see what's going on. You know, it's one of the things, and like I was saying, but before that, there are quite a few uh, athletes that competed at my show their kids want to do the natural bodybuilding thing. And they see mm-hmm. me, they see, you know, the mom and dad competing, you know, for a good cause, you know, to have a better lifestyle, healthier lifestyle, and they're not smoking or, you know, they're not taking enhancing drugs and anything like that. So they see the uh, future of natural bodybuilding. Um, yeah. But I do know that they're going to be a next wave of this new generation of people who want to compete in natural bodybuilding. It's just, it just that moment mm-hmm. because of what others are doing before them. And I believe that if I yeah, can right catch one kid based on what I do and, you know, promoting these shows, trying to promote healthy lifestyle, I mean, it can go a long way. And you're talking about just one life. I mean, like you said, if you're just changing one life, you change the world. And we need to be, as adults, you know, I know – we are living in a time where, you know, people want to be friends with the, with the, with the kids instead of teaching. And that, that's not how we teach. We teach by example. And I can remember, you know, growing up, and there was a guy, he, he, he worked on college all the time. He's really great mechanic, but he had a, a, a smoking habit, you know. He's always smoking and talking yeah. through the cigarette. And, you know, as, as kids, it looked kind of cool. You know, he could balance his cigarette on his lip and stuff like that. Well, the one he influenced most was his son. What he didn't know was that his son had issues with his lungs already. And, you know, wow. he wanted to grow up like his dad. And so when he was talking with that cigarette in his mouth, uh, it was incredibly hard to breathe because his lungs were already failing. And he didn't know it at the time, you know, because, you know, how many uh, black men yeah. go back and really keep up on their health and check up with doctors. So he didn't know yeah. until much later, you know, that he was going to lose one of his lungs because of uh, yeah. the, the issues with his uh, with his breathing and also with that. So, you know, if, if you figure if you can stop one incident like that, think of the, you know, think of the life you've saved because we don't know who's going to turn into what. And I made a post about that today, you know, how we say that, that we, you know, we care so much about every life, but we're not doing in everything for every life. And it's just amazing to me that we don't take more personal responsibility for the life of children, mm-hmm. even the ones we don't know. And, and so, you know, this is a good exactly. format and foundation to stand on. I mean, I know it's part of our, yep. uh, our opening dialogue for the show, but it's also a, 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 a very well understood concept that we can be the change that we always seek from others. And I love what mm-hmm. you're doing with this, and I love where you're going with this, but I also love the fact 
that you're willing to push yourself year after year. Because like I said, brother, I've been behind the scenes with you, and I've known the roadblocks mm-hmm. that you've had to face. And by the time you get ready for uh-huh. stage, you still have that smile and you still have that energy and say, I'll see you next year when the show's done. So that, that's beautiful to me, yeah. and I love what drives you, and I love the fact that, uh, you know, you one of your shows, especially in your, in your uh, field and profession, that the, the people that are competing as well as the people that are attending are going to be well-addressed as far as their health concerns, and they're going to get a great show as well. Thank you. So, you know, do you have uh, any last words uh, before, you know, because we're running, I can't believe the show's almost already over, but uh, do you have anything you'd like to say about what's going to be different for this year from your show and what they should expect uh, from, from the Skyview Classic coming up? Well, all thing I changed up with the Skyview Classic that I'm, I went back to the uh, original uh, venue, um, just kind of okay. give people a you know a better idea of for a better stage present. Um, last year was at a of course a hotel. Um, like I said, I take different um, feedback seriously. Uh, how to improve you know show after you know year after year. Um, it's always going to be room for improvement. Um, but I did expanded other area of the show. Um, I'm going to be using live stream uh, more vendors. Um, you know, despite the COVID-19, of course, there's going to be some restrictions, but it's one of those things that um, it's going to be more competitor-friendly. Um, this is okay. for the uh, competitors. You know, this show is basically for the athletes that come through the COVID-19, the essential employees, the uh, frontline employees, um, people who've been prepping, um, people who've been limited uh, during this COVID-19. I want to let them know that this show is for them, Um Display their hard work during this COVID-19. I much respect for that, brother. I, uh, I sure didn't know you were doing it for that reason. But I guess in your in your field and profession, that's always been close to your heart, especially with the day in and day out. Because uh, I have nurses that are clients of mine, and the horror stories that they've had to endure, and and, and you know they still found a way to keep their sanity. It, it's really impressive. Yep what the human mind can be pushed to, but it's also yep. really impressive what the human heart can endure. And I, I thank God for you guys. I'll say that openly and freely. And if anybody says it's a hope, I can a hope I can tell you right now that I've defended your your reputations. And, you know, I said if, if people are doing scams or anything, it's not on the nursing or, or doctor level. You guys are trying to save lives, and sometimes it's not happening, but you still find a way to keep going. So much love and much respect to that, and and keep keep your head up, man. I, I mean, I I know Thank you, my uh, brother. a lot of the information that's being shared isn't always uh, speaking well of your profession, but I know better, and Thank anybody that's friends with nurses and doctors know better as well. Thank you, my brother. All right. So Skyview Classic, what's the date? August eighth, two thousand twenty. August 8th. Wow, that's, that's coming up. Holy smoke. Uh, yeah, wow. time flies. Yes, it does, and especially when you're when you're impressed. It seems like it gets faster the yep. closer you get to it. Uh, one question I have is, do you have any shows you plan to compete on in the, in, in the future this year, or are you taking the year off? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for competing? Yeah. Um, it's more of a wait and see. Um, I always keep my 
prep short. Uh, normally take me 12 to 8 weeks, depending on how I feel. But, you know, with this COVID-19, mm-hmm. I always try to, you know, lead by example based on what I do at home and what I eat. Um, so it's one of the things that you never know. Uh, I might do one at the last minute. <laughs> but, again, I want to know that I like to lead by example. Yeah. I, I like to lead by example. So when I'm ready to uh, the stage, I, w- I will try maybe one or two more times based on this year. But, you know, I am pretty busy promoting the other three shows, uh, the other two shows. So then I might slip in one of those uh, contest dates to compete just to lead by example. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a busy man, and, and I appreciate the time you've given us on the show. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, Desmond's still on the road. I don't know if you knew what happened with her and her family, but, uh, no, you know, no, she's still – yeah, uh, she lost one of her cousins, uh, was murdered, and uh, their family oh, is wow. coming together, and so she's been traveling back and forth through the state to, uh, you know, get okay. to the different family members that have been having some issues. So it's not that she didn't want to be here. She just had, you know, family matters that needed to be attended to. Uh, she, she, I'm not saying something that she hadn't already shared on the show, but I wasn't sure if everybody was aware of what was going on. So, you know, our hearts go out for her, and I didn't talk about it on this show simply because we've been inundated with questions about what happened and everything else. So I would rather her speak about it in person on the show next time. But uh, I know, okay. since you know us both personally, I, 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 I didn't want you not to know, you know, what was going on. Okay, yeah, definitely want to give our condolences to the family. Um, prayer on behalf of the family, and I want to thank you very much for allowing me to be on the show. Well, thanks a lot, brother. You have a blessed night. Very safe, and I know you're going to be careful because you're basically saving other lives as well as your own. Uh, Lauren, have a great time. I look forward to seeing you at the Skyview Classic, and uh, I know there's going to be good things coming. All right. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate it. All right. Have a blessed day, man. Uh, You too, brother. Bye-bye. That was Lauren. Uh, great guy. I mean, really, really hard to go. And I'm telling you, back story, you'd really appreciate him more as a human being because he works real hard. And it, I'm telling you, his life has been thrown his way, and it's not always in a good way. But he found a way, still finding a way to improve and do better and still take care of the athletes, uh, the competitors, the the judges, the people that attend, just everybody. He's, a, he's an outgoing guy, and it shows in all he does. So on behalf of Des, Des, we, we miss you and hope everything's okay. Uh, always a heart go out to you and your family, especially during a time such as this. For the guys for P4P, keep doing what you do, and thanks so much for being a, a great asset to natural bodybuilding. So, I guess all that's left is to say, Kevin Patterson, Midwest Russell, P2P, Real Talk, we are.